I grew up around here in um, Bradbury, which is kind of by Doherty area, and um, basically met John when I started going to a small church in Glendora. Um, we got married as soon as I graduated APU with a degree in art, and then we traveled the world for a couple of years. We went to Greece, we went to Italy, taught English, and it was fun. It was just a really, really great time in our lives, and, um, you know, free and just... We always look back at it as something unreal. Um, pretty much, I came back, I started to have health, health issues while overseas and realized that, you know, I can no longer, no longer get by by being illegal citizens. I needed real health care. And we came back home and um, realized that our plans were to stay for a while here um, due to health issues. And then we also wanted to start a family, so um, we had Lucy, our first one, who's now four. And we have Isla, who is two. Um, about two weeks before I got married, I went to the doctor because for like about a year in college, I didn't feel well. I felt really tired and just really sick. And then I started noticing blood when I went to the bathroom, and I thought, that's not normal. Yeah. And I went to the doctor, and then um, I got diagnosed, but it was very mild at the time. Nothing. They said, that, you know, no big deal. Lots of people have this. Usually it doesn't get any worse than this, and you'll be fine. So I thought, no big deal. Um, that's when I went overseas, and um, it wasn't until I started, I came back, and then I started to get really bad and have to, you know, up the medication, try different treatments, try steroids, try all the next, you know, things in line. Well, I guess probably one of the biggest traumatic things I've had to experience physically and emotionally has been having the, um, I don't know what they exactly call it, J-pouch creation and colectomy. Um, his, it's basically the grandfather of all abdominal surgeries you can have, you know, it's the biggest one there is, basically. And going into it, um, I purposefully didn't think about it, I purposefully didn't look it up. They told me, you know, look up, you know, all the information so you're prepared, and when you wake up from surgery you know what's gonna, what it's gonna be, what's gonna happen, but I think I was too afraid that I just, you know, just didn't want to ignore it until it literally came down into my deathbed. They were, or I was going to die in two hours, or they were going to wheel me in and take it out. Um, until that point, I held on to this idea that it wasn't going to happen to me. And I think I just, when that, that became a real, um, you know, something that could really happen to me in the future, really hit me. And I remember one night, um, I guess thinking about it with John, we have kind of a walk-in closet and just sitting there and being, just telling him how I couldn't believe this is where our life has, has brought us and this is where I was at this point. And it was too unbelievable for me to even then, like sign paperwork, I still not believe it. And so, and at that point I had tried chemo, which had killed me. I had tried Humira, I tried Remicade, I tried everything there was and I had it was awful. It was my quality of life. I would, did not really have a life at that point. I basically was just laying in the bathroom every single day of my life. Um, so sick and trying to run an art studio um, that I had tried to create at the same time. Try to be a mom, try to hide this from everybody. Not even my own family members all knew about it. Um, I just was so, my approach to it was very different than it is now. And then waking up from surgery, the first one where they actually remove everything. For me, it was my whole colon was basically one giant bleeding ulcer that was going to rupture. And if it did, then you know you die. Um, so for me, they just did an emergency surgery. They didn't have time to really 
do it like they prep most most of the time they do it within two surgeries. For me, they had to break it into three because it was so um, serious and last minute that I woke up, I looked down, I saw the, the ostomy, which is basically the bag that you poop in for the rest of your life until you have the reversal surgery. And for me, that hit me so hard. I think that like waking up to the most severe pain and looking down and seeing that as a reality um, really hit me and really hit, I think, who I am as a human being and just how physical I am and how I realized at the point that I had really based so much of my life on how I look and feel about myself because that was able to bring me down so low when something like as horrific as not spending the first year of my life with my first da second daughter didn't even bring me that low. It made me think, open my eyes to the fact that I became very superficial and very selfish as a person um, and how I saw myself. and. With the second surgery, I don't know if you, how much you've read of the blog or what you kind of know, but basically um, that surgery I had kind of died, I guess you would say, for about five minutes. Um, in this world, technically five to six minutes, and from my experience, it was very surreal and very different and totally, you know, changed my perspective on life. And I was actually with God and with the comfort and warmth and His experience, His peace, and sense of eternalness that I really could never even begin to explain on earth and um, his basically his message for, for me what he wanted to tell me was you know at this point in my life I pretty much was close to death with a lot of circumstances and this time I thought you know I'm only getting closer and closer to death and that was a big concern of mine and how am I going to raise these children how, I mean how is John going to raise these children without me what kind of life will they have without a mother, sorry. And then, um, so um, God really just spoke to me and said, you know, you're not gonna die right now. I didn't know what that meant, if that meant a year from now, or just, I just knew it meant not now, not this time. And that, that my job is not to take care, is to take care of them, but not to own them. That they are essentially his children that I dedicated to, to him when they were about six months old and that's his job and he's going to fulfill his purpose for them in their lives despite me being around and me not being around and it's up to me to do what I'm called to you know each day. Everything points to this tumor, this um, very cancerous tumor but they have looked up and down my body, every skin in the world can find nothing but all my signs and symptoms like match perfectly with um, one of these carcinoid syndromes, basically, all, you know, all my symptoms. It doesn't make sense to anybody. Um, and so my main prayer request, I think, has our whole family's prayer request has been and diagnosis and answers, some, you know, something. What is going on? Why am I still this sick? Why? I don't even know what, to, what my goal is or what it's even aimed for because I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I don't know if like next week I'm going to be in church or if I'm going to be back here again. I don't know anything in my life really. Um, so yeah, just been something that has been baffling the doctors, been baffling me. And I think that's, I mean, along with healing, obviously, I, I'm, we're really searching for answers.